Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's the rebirth from Generation 1. Remove your hands. You know, uh, Rebirth marked the end of the uh, American G1 series. The end. So uh, we'll see you next week. All right, and see ya. Bye. Okay. All right, that's it. That's Transformers Afterbirth. <laughs> I love Rebirth. I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Rebirth over the years. Probably I enjoy I Rebirth. I love it in the way that I love like a deformed dog. Oh. <laughs> it has like three legs and like a missing ear. It's super cute, but man, After- it's ugly. Well. <laughs> I, I, I think I have probably... I think I don't... I don't know that I love Rebirth as much as I used to like... 10, 12 years ago, but I, I can watch it and enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> and I mean, it's just sitting there limping and hobbling along, but but you're like, you just can't help but like, oh, look at it. <laughs> oh. I, I, I think that, it, I think my mind or my impression of uh, Rebirth has sort of been colored in a negative way based on, um, uh, based on the Headmaster's Marvel comic, which I've over the years decided that I like better. Oh yeah, well, Headmasters. Oh yes, 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 I mean, yeah. and 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 also the by matter. the Headmasters cartoon, which is just so radically different, but it's there's way more to it than Rebirth, and I just sort of gravitate toward that a little more now too. But I still really love Rebirth. Re- Rebirth is is up against the the fact that there's a lot of very different takes. Yes, on the same characters, yeah. and it, that's really. Unique in a way that you that we don't have in a lot of other fiction, where it's like, you know, you have Rebirth, you have the Marvel comic, you have the Japanese version, and they all take these the same thing and they do it in a really different way. And I don't know that any of them is particularly good. Um, <laughs> none of them really, you know, really sort of. Like work, I I really just kind of want to cut them up and like put them together and like somewhere there's like a Franken Headmaster series that's actually good. So, um, so, uh, so, so between continuity, yeah. So between yeah. between recordings, we were talking about um, TV series that end on a cliffhanger and they may not be picked up. So Rebirth is sort of weird. So it it. it the Return of Optimus Prime, you could almost see, uh, it was the end of season three. It's almost a cliffhanger, but something big happens. And the series could have really ended there. I mean, there was a finite end. Rebirth was I, the beginning of season four, and it was supposed to be like the, a big you know, change and everything. But nothing came after. So it's kind of like in this, it's kind of like, it might, things might have been better off if we ended it with the Return of Optimus Prime. But we got Rebirth, and it's a beautiful, unique snowflake. So It, it well, feels like, I mean, it's always felt like a bridge to me. It's always felt like season the end of Season 3 was the end of Transformers, you know, the, the original series. It's always like Rebirth is sort of meant to be a bridge, like three episodes that bridges the gap between what would be, you know, like if, there, if, if it had gone on. Like, if there really was a season four, and even though this is called season four, it's more of what I would call, it, like, a prequel to the next series. It's like, if you went on, there would be, like, the next series that would go on somewhere in space, not Earth. 
and like Spike would be the leader of the Autobots, you know, with uh, Cerebro or whatever. And you would have all of these headmaster characters, and then you would get into so pretenders and power masters. All that stuff would become part of this next series, and it just. It didn't happen. It didn't. So when I reflect back on G1, I kind of do stop at the end of Return of Optimus Prime. I love Rebirth, but I don't really sort of start back there. But Rebirth, to me, sort of begins like this new, not continuity, but new series that sort of kind of carried through the commercials because we saw, you know... You know, the commercials, there was, there was original animation for the commercials. Not, there wasn't, a, like, a story arc, but we did get to see little flashes of things that Rebirth, you know, yeah. I, in my mind, exists in that universe. So. Well, I, I never minded Rebirth's open. I mean, the Rebirth was one I never saw as a child, you know, so I only yeah, saw Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, you know, I sure did. I watched it. Like it didn't it. exist to me until later. I was like, what is this? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, in college. And but then, I didn't you know. know like I, I didn't it. know. I didn't know episodes existed after the movie until I was at least 15 or so. <laughs> so I still feel like they don't. Anyway, okay. <laughs> screw you, Jeannie. Uh, screw you with a, with a broom handle, seriously. Uh, so. No, I always uh, quite liked the open ending of Rebirth. Um, I think that, though, is not... If I'd watched it at the time, maybe I would have felt different, but I think now you're looking back on it. And knowing that Transformers did not stop there, and that and that the um, the toy line went on to be about Pretenders and Power Masters and all these other crazy things, the fact that the cartoon did not go and now Galvatron is destroyed and peace reigns throughout the universe, the end. I like that because it, it it means that there is room to imagine that all this crazy stuff that happened in the toys did go on to happen. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. they did put that full stop at the end of the war. I'm sorry for Americans, that period at the end of the G1 series. But I just, full stop is. I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't make, they didn't say, the end, there, bam, it's over. Uh, you know, they, they just, just that extra little tease at the end with Galvatron and Zarek and Scorponokov out in space. Um, just to let you know that it never ends, you know, that the war goes on. And, of course, there was Headmaster RC. Don, do you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for this, we wouldn't have had, you know, Don, really. Yeah, I wouldn't have known who Don was if it wasn't for this episode. Rang into being fully formed with the broadcast of... of Venus of to Rick Dono. <laughs> uh, God. Well, I've, well I've, I've spoken with David Wise at, at several bot cons. And I really believe if he had been given the five episodes he was promised initially, that I think Rebirth would have been a lot stronger as something folks remember fondly instead of just being... It's kind of a joke to a lot of folks. You know, it is. But the reason I love it is because the whole thing about toys and Transformers is kids imagining themselves part of this world. If you've got characters that are part human, it's easier to project yourself into those people to be part of that world. And the stories you could tell would be immensely more personal to a degree. Uh, as, you know, that's just, that's, that's, to me, that was like a gateway into becoming a new generation of kids being part of the Transformers process because you had an easier gateway because there's already humans that are part robots, but they're still themselves. Yeah, I think, but I, I do, mean... It- Talking about like the three, you know, different series and three different approaches, I will give that Rebirth at least probably gives the most plausible, um, you know, way in which like the humans and the uh, the Cybertronians would interact 
Because <laughs> in in the comic, they never really explicitly say it, but you sure get the feeling that they're replacing organs with like robotic bits, you know, yeah. and like chopping the people and, up. And headmasters are just robots. And, and yeah. headmasters are just robots, so you don't really have a human aspect, you know, yeah. to it. But Rebirth really does, it does put forward that story idea where it's like, the humans are individual people, they have an advantage, and there's even story, there's previous story, you know, to, to back it up. I think, you know, there's an episode, season one or season two episode, where, like, Spike is doing something very similar to this, you know, where it's like he's, you know, helping them aim or something, and they talk about how, you know, humans can you know, be partners with, with Transformers. So there's precedent. Are you thinking of well. when Chip controlled Pro, JD? Maybe, well, not that so much, but there was like <laughs> another, there was another episode where it was like similar, but that may be it too. Thought about um, Spike? What? Huh? Yeah, that one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think that there's, there's well, some precedent for him. It's probably the more yeah. uh, straightforward way of doing it, but it's, also, probably the, the, the least interesting one. It's the least interesting, yes. Yeah. They I, ride around inside their head. Is that less interesting than, hey, we're Transformers that have been around for a long time, we just now showed up? I mean, is that really less interesting than uh, that? Well, no, I'm not talking about necessarily the backstory behind that. I'm just talking about okay. the straightforward mechanics. Well, we the, mecha- the mechanics are creepy. Like, Daniel sitting in RC's head and looking through her eyes... That that's is immensely ethics. creepy. That's the ethic. That's the, that's. The, I'm just yeah. saying that the simple, straightforward fact of they ride around in their heads. There's no right. mantle. Ball, I mean, they make. That's the thing about Rebirth. Doesn't. I mean, part of it is the visuals of Rebirth, but it never seems entirely sure what the extent of the bond is. Right, you know, you have it's love. It's love. That's the bond. The, the binary bonding is supposed to be a deal, but they never really get into that. Like I said, at least with the comics, they give you the impression that it's like not yeah. only is there a mental connection between them, but yeah, we might be replacing some of their organs with like robotic yeah. parts and stuff. Well, you know? I mean, no, I mean, that's, well, well, that's they, well, they say that, Jamie. They say that. Yeah, they say Completely yeah. re-engineered, but in because this, it's like I have I've built a door into their head. So if you just step through, <laughs> step <laughs> right, you step into there, and then you're fine. And then you get to and wear the cybernetic suit made of their body, head, made of their heads, and you'll feel like you're a part of one you another know, somehow. In, 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 a, in a previous Transformers Rewind that we actually recorded today, we, we were talking about showdown on the, uh, the surface of the moon, and I, I wanted to mention uh, something here. Um, so we decided that. In, in, in this episode in Rebirth, that the Autobots and the Decepticons can survive without their head. They just can't transform or anything. Well, Black Xerox's head gets knocked off and, like, erupts into flames, like, on that in that episode. And he just flies off. Yeah, know? well, I mean, part of that is supposed to be because his actual headmaster is inside his tummy. Yeah, but but I mean it's just sort of, yeah. So but it's just just sort of strange dichotomy though with the way that that sort of handled. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it's handled treated here. like oh my god, his head's knocked off, but he's still getting up he's and okay. walking. What's going on? Ah! You know, whereas in this show it's like no, it's no big auxiliary memory sort that we've never mentioned before. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is I was sitting there thinking about this earlier, and it's like, do you ever think that Pounce and Wingspan sat around like a little while and? Later, and you know, and they're like, uh, "Do you have any sevens to go fish?" You know, you ever thought that it's kind of weird that like punch and counterpunch <laughs> turn into the same car, 
Like, yeah, 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 I thought about that. You have any kings? Yeah, you know, and it's kind of weird that it's like you always see one or the other, but you never see them together, and they're both spies. I just think that's weird. That's totally weird, man. You have any eights? They're weird. Yeah, I, just, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that's probably the most, that's probably the most infamous moment from the whole rebirth. It's not yeah, the headmasters. Yeah. It's the fact that they can't figure out that I, I hear my Autobot, counter, my Autobot counterpart is close. Yeah, he's real, he's nearby. He's, he's real, real nearby. nearby. Real nearby. Yeah. It's like, um, that's the equivalent of Clark, Clint, Clark Kent wearing, sun, wearing glasses. Yeah. That's like nobody me. gets it. That's like me on Alt Toys Transformers just opening up a different account and posting something and trolling somebody. Like, no, two, like 10 seconds after posting something else. Yeah, that's exactly like that. So well, like one that. of my one of my favorite things though about the episode is the the intro because we get flywheels and flywheels <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> when, when I saw this, Brian, I thought, all right, no more of this crappy third season animation. Yeah, they're they're using the toy footage. They're going to be using toy animation. No. <laughs> yeah. The animation is lacking does, a little bit. Does it, it does it mean anything that we have gotten this far into a conversation about rebirth and not mention the plasma energy chamber like at all? Okay, oh, so, <laughs> like, so, I so, love so, this. So, 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 <laughs> we're just following the example base machines. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, yeah, this doesn't eventually connect back to Beast Machines, but, like, that's the whole thrust of this, is, like, let's make another MacGuffin. Out of nowhere. Of like, you know, yeah. Sort of like the the Matrix of Leadership, except it's kind of like the key to Vector Sigma. Uh, yeah. Or, you know what uh, really confuses me about the first episode of this regarding the plasma energy chamber is I can't tell from the script whether Optimus Prime is lying, confused, or just making stuff up. Yes. So, so, someone asked him, Optimus, what's the plasma energy chamber? Uh, it's a storage chamber. And is that like, what's the plasma energy chamber? Uh, it's a foundry. And I'm like, well, which is it, guy? So, it's a foundry that stores energy. So, like one thing, one thing I always liked about season yeah. two and season three, when when they talked about like the history of Cybertron, there was a like a almost a delicacy to the way that they uh, spoke about it, and you know, it wasn't just something they threw out there necessarily. There was usually some context or whatever. But like this is very much like Headmaster, just completely indelicate. It's like, oh well, it's the plasma energy chamber, and oh, I'm just going to go to Vector Sigma. No, I'm just going to throw this in there, and stuff just happens. There's well, no Vector Sigma. It's nice to see again. You know, and that's yeah. David Wise even remembering that, it exists. That, he wrote, that he wrote the key to Vector Sigma and that Alpha Trion was in there and everything else. You know, that's just that's just a perturbing amount of continuity as far as the G1 cartoon is. is yeah, concerned. really. It's a shocking amount that there would be things referenced that happened more than an episode yeah, ago. I must confer with Alpha Trion, but he's in Vector Sigma. No, no, I talked to him in the Matrix just last episode. <laughs> Yeah. Um, overall, though, I think we can all agree that this is just a fantastic episode. <laughs> I mean, in whatever way you want that to mean, fantastically horrible, fantastically bizarre. Do you, do you really honestly think it's terrible, JD? Like, no, seriously. I don't, but that's what I was getting around to. Whether you think it's fantastically wonderful, it's fantastic. It doesn't matter what your context is. It is epically all the way, whatever that is, because... 
This is actually, I mean, I love it. It's a, There's a lot of fun. The, the animation leaves a lot to be desired. It, it's probably not Acom's absolute worst work, but it's up there. It's up there. It's not quite the last few bits of Five Faces of Darkness bad. One, one thing but, I... Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. I don't want to think. I don't want to think about that. Mm. Uh, so one thing, like a, a potential season four that would have been great would have been the interaction between the partners and the masters, the or the whatever you want to call them. Uh, and that there's a lot of great character interaction here, and there's a lot of great setup for that with um, you know the like the characters, the like the the nebulons and their partners, and we. we, we I guess we've kind of almost been robbed of that. There's just there's a lot of potential there that just never got to be. Well, this is the only version of the Headmaster story where you would ever have got that either, because the comics did it weird, and 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 the 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 Japanese show never had it. Like this was the only one where they are was ever really. Besides the occasional interactions of Fortress Maximus and Spike, which only came up once in a Budiansky story, and then Furman sort of ran with the Fur, Furman ran with it in the most interesting way later. You know, mm-hmm. that was really the that was the only real use of the idea that there were two minds, one body, was when Spike and Buster yeah. would battle for control at the end of at the end of the run. You know, you had Zarek and just Scorpinox ceased to be. It was just Zarek inside in in the in the Marvel yeah. comics under Furman. Uh, and this was the this this was the only one the only one that could really have given us the two minds, one body, arguing. Yeah, and I was like, you get that scene in this in the last part of the rebirth where the heads all just jump off the yeah. bodies, and it's like, you little creeps. <laughs> just, hey, we need yeah. our heads. That seems like the sort of thing this 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 concept is rife with potential for that kind of conflict. You know, it'd been great. And, and also one thing, I, one thing I always wish we got the episodes for uh, would be. Imagine how Carly would react to her son and her husband. Oh, that's a great point. I've never thought of that before. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the same time, one has to think is like, to be honest, like, it's nice to wonder, but it's not like the cartoon was ever would have ever. Oh, no, I'm just. (laughs) I know. It's nice. It's like, we could have got more episodes and that would never have come up. It's like, it would have been absolutely fine. So So uh, would have sat in the corner while the wikis had dinner. <laughs> so, so, so one thing I always like about season three is Spike is like this ambassador of Earth, and he's always treated w- with respect, and he somehow has expertise and negotiation and stuff like that. When this episode, he has like some sort of advanced theoretical phys- understanding of <laughs> physics. <laughs> so, can you reverse the uh, can you reverse the rockets? Well, that doesn't even make sense. Do it. Polarity of the rockets. So <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Spike. What does he? What does he ask them to do? Can you? No, he does actually say, "Can you reverse its polarity from yeah. output to intake?" Yeah, it's like, and they're like, "I suppose it can be done." And then like, you, you that, imagine Spike went off the screen, and they were just like, <laughs> "It worked." <laughs> well, I suppose it can be done in like reverse physics. <laughs> it's yeah, going like, from blow to suck. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, I mean, intake. I don't think that's a polarity, like, Spike. Spike, I, do you understand how a rocket works, Spike? <laughs> Have it's you ever just, seen a rocket? It's like a chemical <laughs> rocket. I mean, that makes it's, no it's sense. It's like it shoots out one side, Spike. You're you're wanting it to shoot out of the other side of its head. It's, well, it's like refilling a work. balloon. Oh, refilling yeah. a balloon. It works exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, if, if they built the rocket out of everybody's power packs, yeah. since power packs do have to be recharged, maybe all those packs together 
draw drew the energy don't, out of the stone. Don't, don't help him. Don't <laughs> help him. I've I've always thought I've always thought about how kind of almost sadistic that is in a way. Because yeah. it's like the Galvatron just basically ripped the power source from all the Autobots and used them as fuel. And just left them for dead. I'm surprised they were actually even able to function. Of course, I'm not really surprised in the sense that it's a cartoon and they're not going to just oh, kill yeah. them like that. But I just always thought that was an incredibly just sort of cruel and realistic thing that would happen. Well, I mean, I figured that the, the whole point was like then Vector Sigma was re-energized and the whole planet glowed with the light of Vector Sigma. And I'm like, oh, Vector Sigma gives life. So they all came yeah. back. And was, that's, yeah, I always figured that's what that was supposed to. But maybe I'm reading too much into it. That, that's what I thought, too. I mean, yeah. I was exactly there with you. So I really enjoy Galvatron's plan in this, too. You know, it's, it's easily overlooked because um, so little of the three-parter is actually about it. And it's everybody just doing the Danny Hill running around looking for the, the key. To the, to the chamber, but, you know, Galvatron has moved Cybertron so he can destroy the Sun, the Earth, and Cybertron and just completely obliterate everything that's ever opposed him. Or, like, Galvatron does not want control of Cybertron anymore. It is toys out of pram. I, okay, I, I don't want it anymore. I'm going to blow it up, you know. Yeah. I really, that's a real season finale kind of plotting, and I do like that. It, it is a plot Worthy of uh, of of a season finale, a series finale, and also, and you could say that that's actually the sign of a sane Galvatron mm-hmm. from the end of Web World, because that is not some half baked loony Galvatron plan. That's, he was that's pretty, he was he was really pretty still pretty loony in this episode though. He's not that loony. He only loses it whenever he finds out that. They've got uh, the, the nebulons inside them. You know, he's he hated that. Yeah, he really. I love that. He's going to shoot his own troops. He and Zer- there's no love lost between he and Zarak. They they like, yeah. just hate each other. I and even I as- don't know. I think they kind of hate each other in that way that Megatron starts to oh, like, hate each other. No. I, I don't. Even as a <clears throat> since from, from being a kid. The uh, the ending with uh, Zarak and Galvatron yeah. basically comp- uh, arguing over who was going to lead and everything that that's just I've carried that with me my entire life basically and every sing- every every single uh, every single imagining of what would have come next just basically sprang forth from that and um, I when this series when this when this was released or finished or produced did they know that it was going to be the last episode or did they it think it seems like they did yeah. yeah david wise i think has said a few times that he felt when he was writing it that it was the end hmm. yeah well, actually actually chris he did because uh he was told he was told when it was taken to a three-parter that this would be the last series of the show so he was told why did they even do uh, why do you, why did they even do it other than just to, just to try to eat one, out some money to sell those toys or one last have, chance to sell toys well it was supposed to be it's supposed to be a five-parter, start of a new season. Uh, then he got word that it, that, this, that the show was ending, and they cut it back to three. I mean, because there's so much time it takes place between writing it and then, you know, voicing it and then animating it. It just seems like they would say, well, we have a script that's great. Thanks. We're not doing anything with it. It's yeah, just... but there was probably a contract or something to someone. You know what I mean? It's like, and again, it's like, why not take it? You get three episodes to sell some toys, which is most of what this show is. Oh my God! Yes, the reason yeah, you know. chronic. Well, for he's new like, toys. there's Sam, Sam Wise, and so and so, and Bristle Flick, and Resin Frazen, and you need to buy all of them. You it's know? like, look how badass Sick Shot is. He just took on yeah. all the, the aerial bots. Wow. You won't be seeing him again, but yeah. buy the toy. I'm a buy. 
Well, uh, David said he found out not long after he was commissioned to write the five-parter. He, I remember him saying, and he, and he phrased it, he phrased it as "not long after." So there was, I mean, he he had only just started writing the drafts when he found out it was going from five to three. Because I asked him, "Is the stuff that you wrote that you didn't use available for publication?" He says, "I didn't even get that far, other than just scribble notes on paper." No. So it must have been it must have been, it must have been a fast but, decision. Kind of sounds like any other G one script though. So yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love G one. Yeah. So any any final thoughts on this episode that we 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 want to get out, Don? This was this was this is your episode. This is like okay. the defining episode right. for you. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this without being too much of a screen time hog. The reason I've always liked Headmaster RC was because it was the best of both worlds. Uh, no Star Trek reference intended. You, get, you got. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. I want to say something horrible. Ne- nearly so human. And a small child. <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. RC is RC is the last movie era character we have not gotten as a G1 toy. Yes, we have the animated toy, and it's a phenomenal toy, and I I'm glad it was made. Creotoy, the microtunes Creon looks pretty G1 to me. Yeah. But also, we never got a... uh, The headmaster, the only headmaster that's not been released is also RC. So that one figure could fill so many places in people's collection from a G1 standpoint. And so many people could fill places. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, I, so I'm, I'm just—I've always liked that character. I like—I like a well-written character, and RC in most of her incarnations has been fairly well-written. Fairly, it's just—it seems to me that one character could fill so many gaps in so many collections that it's a crime that it hasn't been done. And I just—I want to see—I want to see a good character get a good toy done. If, a, if if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen in 2013 or 2014. Definitely. I mean, we're getting we're getting a freaking we're getting a freaking two foot tall. Don't kind of crazy, yeah. yeah. I, you know, and Aaron Aaron has your photo on his wall with a sticky note that says Headmaster RC. So you know that. I just don't doubt it. I, I'm serious. I'm I'm I bet this is on someone's like year end evaluation that they're going to get a, they're going to get a headmaster RC out. Imagine Aaron walking through the Hasbro like, you know, development offices, hands behind his back, you know, with a sort of lab coat on, walking in. So, where are we on that headmaster RC? <laughs> uh, we're still working on it, sir. We haven't quite developed we're working though. It was very sorry. Mhm. I I would love to see one. I would buy five of them. I bought three Big Daddies. I will buy five of those. (laughs) That's that's why I like the character. And go Miko!